As a small business owner, we don't need to tell you how many things you're responsible for, uh, but today we're going to tell you how to do it all and get it all done. This is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, and I am Brian Rump. And I'm Matt Garrity from Maddie G Digital. All righty. So our sponsor today on the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, where we have business conversations for the Kawartha commute, is Starting Point Digital Marketing. You know you should be doing digital marketing, but you never seem to have the time to do it right. Your small business deserves to have good digital marketing that's quick, easy, and inexpensive. Starting Point Digital Marketing provides intentionally simple marketing designed just for you. Head over to startingpointdigitalmarketing.ca and get started now. All right, today we are going to talk about all the things small businesses have to do and how to get them all done. Uh, how do you get them all done, Matt? Uh, deep reflection and prayer, usually. Awesome. So that's, uh, you know, one way. Uh, hope, you know, as we all know, hope is the greatest strategy. Yeah, it's uh, Bon Jovi strategy. It's living on a prayer, basically. Living on a prayer. We're halfway there. Johnny's got a job on the docks. <laughs> I feel like you could go on for a long time with that whole song. Yeah. So, uh, fun side note: I have a friend who uh, was did a great speech at my wedding, but his first draft was basically that whole song, but changed the characters in it um, to my wife and I. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Uh, but like dead panned out. So I've often stolen that and uh, will often tell stories that are just that song and people don't necessarily <laughs> realize what they're doing. So, uh, you know, a uh, good fun story for us uh, today. Um, but we don't want to get too sidetracked. Today we're talking about how to get all of these things done. And uh, there's one quick and simple answer to all of that. And that is you don't need to know how to do it. Uh, you need a who, not a how. Um, and this conversation is um, really based on a, a new book uh, by Dan Sullivan. Um, and Dan Sullivan has a company called Strategic Coach. Um, and I've been consuming some of their free content for years. Um, and they're a probably one of the world's best coaching programs uh, for entrepreneurs. They've been around about 30 years. Um, Dan is amazing at um, coming up with sort of these uh, mind-blowing concepts or paradigm-shifting concepts. Um, and Who Not How is one he actually got from one of the people in his program and then worked with it. Um, and it really is, you know, when you're sitting there thinking, how do I do this? The question really should be, who do I need to do this? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I joked when you asked me, how I kind of get everything done in a day. But I would say for the first year, year and a half, it was the first year was panic. That's how I got through the year. I'm just constantly in a panic doing whatever needed to be done uh, all on my own. And then in the beginning of 2020, 2020, it was, I don't know if it changed from panic to frantic, if there's a big difference, but 2020, I was frantic. And then COVID-19 hit and the quarantine hit 
And then I lost like half my business in uh, 48 hours. And it honestly, looking back on it, could have been one of the best things that ever happened to me in my business because it gave me time finally to full circle this conversation, reflect on what was going on with my business and how do I grow the business, maintain the business, manage the business, make it successful without being in a panic and being frantic. And a lot of that came down to, through a lot of planning and consideration, was doing less work for myself. Like I'm as involved as ever, but the focus this year even specifically that I wrote down was more account management, project management, strategy work, and less doing the actual work. Yeah, and that's like the perfect sort of intro to who not how. So it's not about doing no work. I think, you know, there's hustle culture, which tells us do it all yourself, grind, 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 don't sleep, you know, uh, burn yourself out, but it'll be awesome because maybe you'll make millions and millions of dollars and then you could do no work forever, which isn't really realistic and doesn't really happen. So, you know, when you own a business and it's yours, your brain is on it all the time. Yeah. Pretty much. You're lucky if you can shut it off and do some other things, but it doesn't mean you have to be working in your business all the time doing everything. And what a lot of um, entrepreneurs, small business owners have figured out is the path for real growth, real wealth creation is a who, not how. And some people sort of do it. Um, Maybe they'll hire some labor and teach them how to do something Um, that works. This is a little bit beyond that, where you have a problem and um, you're not sure what to do. You're procrastinating it. Um, You know, one of the core concepts of this idea is that procrastination is actually wisdom in that you're procrastinating it because you don't know how to do it and you need a who, Mm. not a how to move forward with it. But it's, um, you know, being able to identify and focus on what your unique ability is, what you bring to the business and, you know, doubling down on that. Um, And then finding who's with a unique ability to do what you want them to do to help you out with that. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think the thing that jumped out to me most from what you said was finding what you're uniquely capable of or what unique uh, characteristics or whatever you bring to the table as the business owner. Like if you're a baker, your best asset is baking the bread or baking the cookies or whatever you bake. You don't need to be on cash. You don't need to be your accountant. You don't need to be your HR manager. You don't need to be your sales manager. All these things, operations, you don't need to be mopping the floor at the end of the day. You need to be baking bread. Yeah. Yeah, And it's really figuring out what is that ability and doubling down on it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you do none of the other stuff. You know, if you're a baker in a small town and you are part of the brand, maybe you need to take 
you know, 10 minutes every hour to be out talking to your customers. You're not necessarily on cash, but maybe you're there talking to people, but you know that that's, you know, part of what you bring to it. Uh, The other fun part of something like that is usually, you know, when you're the business owner, you can get away with whatever you want because usually your name's on the door or it's yours. But if you, if your staff is honest, you're probably screwing them up. If you come out and you go on cash, you're probably not doing it right. Or you're, you know, you're not good at making change and then it doesn't balance. Um, So you want to hire people whose unique ability is doing that, right? Some people are just masters at that customer service, you know, managing that retail, like hire them, let them figure it out. If they don't do it well, you know, find somebody else who has that unique ability and loves doing that. And when you start thinking about building your business that way around, you know, your unique ability, hiring people who have the unique abilities that you need, uh, that's where sort of the, the real magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think the biggest barrier to finding good people is or hiring people in general? I think, um, a lot of the barrier is people don't know what they're looking for. Um, so I think it's an exercise. So, um, you know, unique ability, knowing your unique ability, knowing what is the activity that makes the, um, the business run. So Mike, Mike McCallowitz has a book called clockwork and he talks about the queen bee role and using the, um, analogy of beehives and honey, like the queen bee's job is to lay eggs and every bee serves the queen, right? And we, you know, know that from movies, but like they, you know, they die for the queen, they serve and protect the queen, but all the queen does is sit there, eats and lays eggs to make more bees, right? And the bees do all this work. So looking at your business and what's that core activity that has to happen or nobody gets paid or has a job. So for you, you know, things like project management, account management, like you need to be talking to people, talking to customers, checking in with them, doing strategy stuff, making better things. You don't need to be scheduling posts necessarily, or there's, you know, there's things that, you know, you don't necessarily need to do. And with every business owner, it's like the baker, right? The baker doesn't need to be mopping the floor, right? They need to be baking. They need to be testing new things. There's so much science and experimentation. Like that's what the baker needs to be um, focusing on. Um, And then they need to make sure that all of the time they're focused on their business or as much as possible is doing that sort of key role. Yeah, I think a lot of people will say it's cost and it's expensive to hire people. And then I often wonder what comes first. Do you have yeah. to make enough money to be able to hire someone or do you hire someone to anticipate that growth and be able to hit that growth? I think if you're confident and have the money, you invest in it first. Usually the there's a fear and I I take this from my own experience where I've done both. I've both cheaped out and I've also taken leaps. And 
when you're not confident in what exactly you need, it's hard to make that investment. Um, if you know that that investment's going to pay off, uh, then that's good. And I think strategically finding that who most people don't know exactly what they're looking for or what they want really is a rainmaker. Um, <laughs> another Mike's quote is it's easier to dig a well than to hire a rainmaker. So they want that, you know, and I'll, I'll use a social media analogy. It's like, okay, my, you know, neighbor's kid is great and loves Instagram. So I'm going to hire them for, you know, a hundred bucks a month and they're just going to change my entire business. Um, I can't even comment on that. I'm just going to let that comment pass. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, people listening to this, you know, probably that where you kind of hire someone with a hope, but you're not getting a rainmaker for minimum wage. Um, you know, if you know exactly what you need and you know the task or function they need to follow, you can be specific in that. And there's lots of methods, and this is a conversation for another time of sort of identifying exactly what you need and how to find that. Um, and that's really, I think, where most people make the mistake is they don't do those things to find the right fit. So they hire someone who's nice and they love them, but they aren't actually suited for the job that actually needs to be done. Um, and then you are just sort of creating more chaos. Yeah. I do like the idea of hiring someone because of maybe personality traits. Can you say that legally from an HR perspective? Anyway. Oh, yeah. I think personality is – you know, an important ingredient, but they also do need to be, you know, there's certain personalities and then certain working styles and skills sure. that suit certain types of yeah. jobs. Uh, but it's not just that. <laughs> I think that a lot of the skills can be taught. Um, yeah. Some people have natural abilities and you find those, but I, I do think it's important to find someone that's like a good cultural fit for you. Someone that has that, initiative and desire and passion to work hard. They have a good personality or like, you know, that you can work with them and you can teach them some of the skills that they need in whatever workplace really. Um, yeah, and I think the sort of a distinction in the conversation of like, if you're hiring and teaching someone the skills, you're teaching them how to do it. But I think there's also times where, and that's good for delegating the stuff that you know how to do and you've figured out. But there's also the the who's, right? Which is someone who's going to come in and already knows how to do it or they bring a framework with them to say, you know what, I'm going to take care of this whole part of your business or they partner with you to sort of exponentially grow yeah. your business. That's a good point because I'm thinking about situations that I'm going through right now in the last 24 hours where um, a couple of people that I work with uh, from a contractor level, I'm kind of questioning some of their abilities or not skills, but like, are they going to be the right fit long term? And then I start to think more so even through this conversation, maybe it's on me to train them better and I don't have the time or maybe even the abilities to train people effectively because I'm not a teacher. 
I just know how to do marketing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you might you need to find a who to be a teacher, maybe, right? Oh, it yeah. just it allows you to, I guess, you know, expand your mind and and look at that and um and just think these things out a little bit differently for your own company and what you're looking at. Uh, the other important thing to note here is a lot of small business owners we get. It, in the trap of doing things because we, we can do them. Um, and I used to say like almost every business owner I know is really, really great at something that they're build their business around. And then they're really good at a lot of other stuff and they're sort of above average at more. So they have a lot of capabilities. Uh, and one of my favorite quotes from this book is having a capability is not an obligation to use it. Uh, so, you know, a good example is um, digital marketing. So you do digital marketing. Lots of people are capable of doing digital marketing. Um, you know, I think you say it's not rocket science, it's marketing. It's just marketing. Um, yeah. It's just marketing. But if you're a business owner, sort of why are you messing around with trying to figure out how to do digital marketing. There's so many nuances. It changes monthly all the time. Like it, it can be a huge distraction. So you don't need to know how to do it. You might need to understand the strategy and you have a seat at the table. Um, so I'm not saying, oh, just, you know, do nothing, but you need a who like a Maddie G to, to do some of that. Um, if you're really good at knowing your business strategy that doesn't mean you have to execute it, even if you're capable of making social media posts and, you know, graphic design, you know, some people love designing stuff. So you don't need to spend eight hours on a Saturday night designing things, you know, when you could just have somebody else do that for you. Absolutely. And I often think about the amount of time that's involved in these things. Like as a business owner, I already rhymed all of these off, but your customer service, your your accountant, you are your leadership team, management team, HR team, you're doing a hundred thousand things every day. There's only 24 hours in a day. Brian and me will never advocate for hustle culture. We are both strongly against it. So the idea that you're going to be adding more stuff to your plate, like marketing is often absurd. Um, it's again, it, it isn't rocket science. It's just marketing and you can figure it out. You can hack through it. It's going to take say me on my own five to 10 hours a month to do social media for someone that I work with. Uh, and that's me, a team of experts. And that's, yeah. that's five hours at a minimum a month just to do the social media side of things. I'm sorry, it's not going to take you five or 10 hours. It's going to take you 30 hours, to be completely honest with you, to get through it all. And will it be as good? That's arguable. Maybe it will be. Maybe it's about the same. Probably not, though. Uh, and that's 30 hours of not doing your other job or, you know, to be hit people right in the feels, not parenting. Yeah. Right? Like not being home with your kids, not knowing who they are. Uh, time is the only resource we all have that's exactly the same. 
you know, you don't have any more time than I have. We all get 24 hours in a day. Um, how we choose to use that is our own choices. Um, and, you know, you don't need to necessarily, you don't need to learn how to do more stuff, but you need to know who, you know, can help you do more of that stuff. Um, you know, and just focus your time on your unique ability. So that baker, could you imagine not taking, you know, 30 hours a month of baking and making delicious world-class breads? <laughs> like yeah. you can't make money if you don't have the product to sell. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. And absolutely do whatever you want. If you want to work 20 hours a day, that's fine. I don't care. I always have an issue. And my wife told me this, like, I forget how long ago, maybe seven or eight years ago. And it stuck with me where I get very annoyed with people when they don't do anything about a situation that they're unhappy with. And you don't like what you got. Why don't you change it? Yeah. And I, I'm not sympathetic, I guess, about pe- like situations like that. And I hear it often from some business owners, let's not be so egregious, but like I hear a lot from business owners. They they're so busy. They're working all day. They're coming home. They're working all these hours. They're not sleeping at night, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll throw out a couple suggestions to them. And they're always like, no, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, you can. Uh, I don't really want to hear this conversation ever again, then, because this is all in your control. You can't control the who and the when and how often you're doing these things. Like there's always a solution. And to hear people say that oh, I need to be working this many hours or like I'm, I'm, I'm so busy all the time and not taking a lot of these solutions to correct that. just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it is crazy. It's a choice. Uh, and, you know, we're here to help people you know, grow their businesses and do those things. Um, It's not all on you. Um, You know, who, not how, if you look at any successful entrepreneur, you're going to look, find a whole team behind them. Um, If you look at a successful individual, they're going to have a whole team of coaches, you know, with them and behind them. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're trying to just figure out how to do it, all on your own. Um, the answer you need is not how, but who. Um, if you need to help find some who's, we will we will help you with that. Maybe we are your who's. Um, we can do that. Any last thoughts, Matt? You sound like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. I know I was uh, doing that on the fly, and I should have had some more <laughs> some more rhymes. Um, I guess the one thing I would leave people if they haven't already stopped listening because they're mad at anything I've said is find the thing that makes you unique for your business and focusing on that. And then for the things that you are not going to bring value to, that's where you find your who. But focus on finding the one unique thing about you. Awesome. Sounds like an episode to me. Uh, If you want to uh, talk to us more about this, uh, reach out and email us at setitup at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca. And remember, if you don't like what you got, why don't you change it? If your world is all screwed up, rearrange it.